Hi, I'm Frank Daly and welcome to That Sounds Interesting podcast. Gillard Pieces grew up in Curaçao and moved to Germany in 2017. As well as working in Beta House co-working here in Berlin, he's also a rapper and a voice actor. So I'm delighted to welcome you here, Gillard, as my guest on my podcast. Okay, thank you very much for having me. First of all, Curaçao. Tell me a little bit about that. I know it's in the South Caribbean and right. maybe off Venezuela, but that's as much as I know. Right. So it's interesting you say that because, you know, a lot of times people don't have a clue where it is. And if they do, they will say, ah, you mean the liquor, right? That's what people know <laughs> us for, which is a very fun fact because the blue curacao you find here in Germany is made in Germany. So government, my government did something wrong. But uh, Curaçao is part of the Dutch Kingdom. It's a small island on almost the coast, close to the coast and from Venezuela. And it has 160,000 inhabitants. So very, very small on scale of places in the world to live. Of right? course, but, but like a small town, really. Yes. So it is, you know, we always joke, but back home, if you want to date a person, you can just ask your parents for information on the family. <laughs> it's kind of like that. But uh, yeah, so it's Curacao and I grew up there. I was born and raised from, in Curacao. And um, when you were in Curacao, what language were you speaking? Right. So my native language is called Papiamento, which is a Portuguese Creole. Uh, that has a lot more words into it as well. So, it, you know, you have the, the Dutch influence, the Spanish and English influence. And in school, I had Dutch because that is the primary, like, educational language, I guess, still. And then I also had extra, court, uh, like, classes in English and Spanish. Other than school, like my friends, every artist again was still in Papiamento. Okay, and I guess that's the reason why, and we'll get onto this a little bit later on, why you're rapping in, in Papiamento. Yes, yes, well, yeah, for sure. But maybe I should add that I am also very personally interested in languages because, you know, I'm, I am a, normally a host, event host, and, you know, your job is to make people feel comfortable and engaged. So I always am very intrigued in learning more language, as much languages as I can to connect to as many people as I possibly could. Okay, and so when you came, I know you came in 2017 to, right. to Germany. Uh, did you come directly to Berlin or did you live anywhere else in, in Germany? Yep, it was straight to here, to Beta House too. So tell me a little bit about the uh, language, since, you, since you're good at languages, you know, was it difficult to learn German? To be honest, um, it was still, I wouldn't consider it difficult. It's still hard work because it, it doesn't come to you easy if you don't do it enough. You know, every day I was making sure I've learned something new, you know, had a system to repeat the things, you know, try to incorporate it into conversations. And the interesting thing is I've learned German mainly speaking to like speaking with people. Like I have not learned it officially so I don't know which a what, what level I am. So it's always been hearing, repeating, and trying to put it into my language. Okay, but of course you were starting from a base of having been educated through Dutch. Yes. And so that would have been uh, enormously helpful, I guess. I would say grammar-wise it would have helped, but pronunciation and stuff, not really, because you still have to remember that Dutch is not my nat native language. That would, uh, that's true, actually, yeah. Yeah, so I was just, you know, Whenever a word failed me, I would say it in Dutch. And then in German, Germany, they're like, what? I'm like, what? They're like, you mean this? I'm like, yes. And then I, I learned it, how to say it in, in German. 
And um, when you came, you came here to Beta House right away, did you, you had a job organized, I guess, had you before you left? It was an internship. So when I finished what in Germany is considered gymnasium, when I finished that back home, I did not want to study immediately because, um, you know, for us back home, that automatically means, or the most uh, traditional way, is to go to the Netherlands and go to study something, right? I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to start by having a debt, not even knowing if I enjoy it or how I'm going to make money to survive. So what I decided was I'm going to look for something else and I'm glad, you know, intelligence is not only through the books. So I'm like, what else could I possibly do to still sustain myself and learn at the same time? And then I came across because of a good teacher that became a friend. He told me about there's the Erasmus for entrepreneurs. And normally people are familiar with the Erasmus for students. But this one was, if you happen to have an existing company or you're looking to start your own business, you could have an opportunity in which the European Union would uh, support you to go in European uh, countries to learn with a fellow host entrepreneur. That's a brilliant opportunity. I was unaware of it until you actually mentioned it, I have to say. Yes. So this, this was a very interesting opportunity in which I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to do that then. And then I, yes, yeah, so I've applied. I had obviously my business ideas and stuff that I wanted to do. I've applied and then I got selected in which it was then up to me to pick a country in Europe. And funny enough, before that, you know, I always thought I was going to be the next Steve Jobs or Mark Zuckerberg. But then I realized I had to be the first Gilord. So what did I do? I Googled. We're in Europe similar to Silicon Valley. Okay, good idea. Very good idea, I have to say. First list, first on the list was London. Then I typed cheap. Then Berlin popped up. I'm like, okay, Berlin is going to be. And I, it was a long process. It was four months almost, you know, reaching out to as many people as I can because I didn't know that normally in Europe, people take off like during July and August. Like that's when people start going on vacations and stuff. And you were applying and you weren't getting any replies back. No replies back. So, you know, I started calling them. You know, there's a six hours difference during this time. So I was waking up early in the morning, 3 a.m., calling like anybody I could get. And the first person that picked up was one of the CEOs of Beta House. He was actually on his way to get a flight. You know, he said, or maybe, this is what I'm thinking, he thought. Okay, let me see, because his phone said Curacao. And then he picked up and I'm like, hello, sir. Ah. Well, thank you for having me on the phone. Uh, listen, I'm looking for an internship. I'm from Curacao, you know, very motivated to join, blah, blah, blah. He said, uh, all right, I'm going to put you in contact with somebody, which was another uh, person from Beta House. And then we started uh, having conversations. And then, you know, they said they will be more than happy to host me for two months. That was brilliant. And you're here like five years later. So yes. obviously things went really well. Yes. Moving along, your interest in music. I would say entertainment, entertainment for sure. Music was one of my first loves, but entertainment is what I'm interested in. And in what way do you mean entertainment? Acting, creating content, making music, presenting. What else can I do? Probably I'm gonna move into stand-up at one point. 
Good so idea, good idea. You can, you can see that? Yeah, I definitely. <laughs> I've been to a few stand-ups here that were in English and it was quite, they were quite entertaining. And so I could definitely see you doing that. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, that's, that's part of my plans too. And for me, I've always been an entertainer because my mom has put me through a lot of curriculum activities. And it's just something that came very natural to me in which I think it's my job to entertain. You know, normally it's like, for example, if you have a team and they're like, we got to pick a leader, I would like, yeah, me, I got it. So when it comes to, you know, if there's a group of people, somebody's got to make sure everybody's comfortable and make them, you know, entertained. I'll be like, yeah, me. So, and that's why I want to, you know, anything that has to do with entertainment is basically what I want to do. So I wouldn't limit myself to just, you know, I make music. It's a bunch of other stuff that, could, that I could potentially do. Yes, but uh, speaking of music specifically, right. though, right. I've just seen the video, the oh, yeah, new yeah, video yeah. that just dropped, that you actually were rapping in uh, yes. a, a papamento. Yes, yes, and I was using a lot of English words, so the the period of pivoting might be coming soon, in which I would be releasing stuff in English as well. It sounded and, and looked really good, I have to say. I'm glad you, you found and think that way, because I don't want to put out things, you know, I'd rather go for quality than doing a lot of it. Music. So the new song is called Kung Fu. And you know, I was, it's like. Excellent, excellent. So, do you play an instrument, a musical instrument? I used to play what they call the guitar with the four strings. How do you call it in English? A ukulele. Ukulele, yeah. yes. I used to play quarta. I knew a bit of piano. I was in a brass band, but yeah, I mean, I haven't done it in a while, so. Yeah, I, I should. You were concentrating on being up front. Then yes, doing this. then doing it in the back. I'll leave that to the pros. I will make sure they feel good and then we present better. You know? But I have a very good... That's an interesting thing. I've never actually studied music or anything, but I have a pretty good clue about what sounds pretty well, especially when it comes to rapping or flows or lyrics. And that sort of natural rhythm that you have yeah. in terms of being able to get into, into the flow of the music. So you mentioned other areas like acting. Have you done some acting? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I will still say this. One of my biggest inspiration is still Will Smith, even after this lap. But I've been, ever since I was young, in a lot of projects. I used to make my own like uh, videos too. Like I, Back then, I was pretty good at Adobe After Effects. And, you know, I know how to produce videos and stuff as well. I know how to edit. And I was making action videos. I can show you that too. So I have, I'm actually working on a highlight reel of stuff I've done so far into my career and life. And I actually started since I was young. I, I was on a TV show back home, like when I was 11 or 12 for kids, ABC Kids. And I've done acting here and there for certain projects, but now I really want to take it to the next step of, you know, doing it. You either be very good at one thing, or you can be decent at a lot of things. And to be honest, personally, I think that's the best approach for me because let's take Beta House, for example, right? I started with an internship. After a few months, they offered to hire me at a front desk. After a few months, they hired me for location management in a new location. 
And after a few, yeah, so af- ever since I started, after a few years, they made me the head of co-working. That's an indication that my skills are, I wouldn't say all over the place, but I work and I make sure I know exactly what I'm doing in a lot of different scenarios. It sounds sounds like you fell on your feet, really, when you landed with, with uh, Beta House then. Yes, uh, but here's the thing. The way my da- dad really taught me, because both my parents were police officers, and let me give you an example. My dad hasn't studied, but he's currently the prime minister back home. Wow. Yes. So I just use this as an example to really show that my parents had instilled uh, hard work into me and also you know, creativity to figure things out as you go. So that's an indication that I can really figure things out and know exactly what my, because I know my strengths and my, my opportunities. I don't even call them weaknesses. So I know exactly how to present myself and how to use that to my max uh, ability. Okay, and one of those areas which we haven't really touched on at all yet, but I think is fairly self-evident in terms of this conversation is your voice. Right. Yeah, you can hear that. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope you can hear that through your headphones right now. So tell me a little bit about voice acting. So, fun fact, I never thought I would be a voice actor. It came by opportunity and, you know, um, opportunity comes when you stay ready, right? So, um, yeah, I would say luck. Luck is opportunity meeting preparation, right? So it happened through luck. Beta House in Neukölln, we had a location that was close to Interopa, which is across a dubbing studio here in Germany. And me being very cordial and very, in my language, we would say familiar. Familiar would be something like a person that's like greeting everybody. Like some people might not like that. They're like, oh, this Friend, guy's like... Friendly. Family. friendly. Yeah, too friendly perhaps. But me being friendly, I, I am always talking to the people over there that passes or if I see them like, hey, what's up? Have a good week. And another thing, that's always an opportunity for me to practice German. Like nobody really thinks about that. I think about those things. Like I take every opportunity as like, here's a learning moment. What can I learn from it? And casually one day I was talking to the CEO, like in German, saying hi. And then he just, he he was driving away and he stopped and he looked and we spoke for just a few seconds. And then he's like, you know what? I think I might have something for you. Come by next week. And let's talk about something. I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh yeah, I know this is probably going down, you know? And it was on a Thursday. So I remember, so it was on a Tuesday. We met on a Thursday. They brought me in. They're like, okay, so we have this Netflix project. The main actor is from South Sudan and he has an accented like English. So we are going to need similar in German which is the German with accent, which would be my niche, because I won't compete with a native, native speaker. Of course. But I, I know my role, which is exactly ties back to I know my strengths and my opportunities. So I know exactly what, a, what I kind of had. And they said, okay, so let's make it happen. And I thought, see, here's the thing. I, I was too premature to celebrate. I told my, my, my people like, hey, I'm about to get a voice acting role with Netflix here in Germany. You know, they were like, oh, damn, you know, we started celebrating. <laughs> Until I received an email that said, Dear Lord, kindly see us on Monday for the auditions. I was like, wait a minute. Who's coming second? Because I'm not, you know. And then I went there and, you know, there was five, six other people that was doing the audition. And the interesting thing for me was 
there was a scene in which the actor seemed like broken. So he was speaking in like, like this. He, he, he barely wanted to talk. And I did that and the, the director was like, out of everybody that came today, you're the first person that nailed that part. I'm like, and myself, I was like, damn, damn sure, you're, you, know, you, you know who you brought into here, right? You don't know about me yet? But obviously they didn't. But, and I did that and I received a role and that was my first voice acting gig ever. With Netflix. Brilliant. Well done. Well done, I have to say. And, and you, have you had other gigs since yes. then? Yes. I mean, I've had at least five. Because after that, I set up shop on Fiverr. So I've had some stuff come through Fiverr as well. Because I can do them in seven different languages. I didn't set up for all the other ones, but mainly German and English. And then through Inner Europa came another studio that needed someone. They suggested me. And after that came another thing. And here's a fun fact. One of my opportunities that I need to work on is like, for example, following up, sending emails, you know, like reaching out. Because my strength is that I like to work on my craft. If, but everybody that had a business could tell you this. And in the beginning, you have to do everything by yourself. You got to be the social media manager. You got to do finances. Yeah. And it's a lot. And still while balancing your day-to-day -day job. So... I've been not very efficient into the process of reaching out. So last November, I was like, um, uh, last May, I was like, I'm starting this again to make sure I reach out. The second email I sent, they were like, they called me like, hey, we need you by tomorrow. You know, this was the most recent one on Atlanta, which is on Disney+. Plus. There was an episode, Atlanta season three, episode seven, Trinity to the Bone. I was the priest. The priest, the preacher, yeah. Well, well done. That's great getting those roles across the internet. Really, yes, you know. exactly. So now my, my, you know, when it comes to the voice acting, I want to continue to put myself out there because for me, it's similar to acting. This is how I see it. If I went to the States, I would be number six million on the list. There's too many other actors, especially, you know, my complexion, just so you know, if you cannot tell by the voice, I am black. And, you know, maybe from the Caribbean, but here in Germany, there's not a lot, not a lot of them that can speak German, that can speak five different languages, that do have the talent that I believe I have. So I am now in a position of, okay, in Germany, the chances are still better than to go to the States and try to do the same. So if I continue on this path, you know, reaching out, making sure I, I have received projects, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be quite... Uh, of successful. course, and it gives you the opportunity to build up a showreel. Yes. And once yes. you have that, then you can sell it to a wider audience. Yes, you are right. Correct. Okay, so um, future plans. Where, where do you see things developing in the next year or two? I mean, for me personally, I think I've always been a person that doesn't necessarily write goals down. And I just continue to work because, you know, I, I am convinced... That if you continue to work on your craft and, you know, with a bit of opportunity, things happen. So I'm not writing in stone saying I'm going to become the CEO of Beta House. Because if I don't achieve that, then I might feel as a failure. Whereas I did achieve head of co-working. But then maybe I could move into position to having a stake in the company, right? Setting yourself goals that are achievable. Yes, that is one way to look at it. But I don't write them down. I just continue to work, continue to do what I do, and I know they will come. Like, if you continue to reach out, 
there's opportunities you don't know that's out there. Like for example, uh, I, I do event hosting and I was at Green Tech Festival. I had the solution stage on the 24th of June. I was talking to some people, like for example, in Grover. And then I'm like, you know, we could work on a jingle, for example. Or then I thought, what about helping companies making jingle? Cause like I have the music, I have the face for it. We could do something. And then I was freestyling later that day with a DJ. And then the DJ is like, when I come back from my trip, I'm going to see you. So then I might be freestyling on some beats, right? So I didn't write that down to say, I'm going to move to Berlin and become a rapper. That's but it happens right in front of your eyes. Okay, you're open to a lot of opportunities and you're using your skills. When you came from Curacao to Berlin, was there a culture shock? Life, right. life in, in uh, Curacao was completely different than it was here. Okay, so maybe... For another person, their experience might have been that people can be discriminatory, right? And I don't usually pay attention to those. But if somebody is experiencing disrespect, I will tell them to, you know, hey, I will tell the people that's doing it yeah. that you can't do it. Yeah. But for me, I block that out. I don't even know. Like, And so um, did you have problems finding a place? I mean, it's very difficult to find places to live in Berlin. Oh, yes. I mean... Yes, it was, it was a, I was paying way too much for the beginning, but luckily my father really helped me in the beginning to, to get my feet straight. And then, you know, obviously after receiving salary, I was like, okay, I can manage. But it wasn't so easy. I just found something on the internet and you can imagine having no clue. All I thought about was me moving. I didn't know that the prices are not supposed to be that ridiculous. I didn't think about that. I was like, I'm moving regardless because... I'm not the one to go in Vegas and stuff. It's not my type on how I want to live because, you know, I can get loud. I can be very quiet by myself. So I want that for myself. And I had to pay a premium to be able to enjoy living by yourself in a city that the prices are constantly rising. So, of course, it is nice having your own place yes. versus sharing. Uh, yes. Um, so that's good. That's yeah. good. Certainly good. And especially since you have to practice so many different Things, talents yeah. that you're actually doing from voice acting to maybe doing a bit of rapping. To yeah, other... I can start freestyling randomly. I don't want my roommate to be like, can you turn that down? I, <laughs> I make videos too. I make content on TikTok and stuff. Okay, so you have a, a YouTube channel then? YouTube channel, TikTok, Instagram. Yeah, the YouTube channel, I was making some motivational videos, but then I'm like, well, one person can't do it do it all. And like you find that from filmmaking or video making is, it takes that, is a lot. it's a collaborative process. Yes, yes. Yeah. For me personally, if I if 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 it was up to me, if I had like a sustainable business with everything that I'm currently doing, I would have a team because I think team brings you a lot more further than you can bring yourself. That could help on certain like administrative stuff where I could just focus on my craft. That's all I want to do. To be honest, you know, like, yeah, you do that. I'm focusing on what am I going to say tonight? That is, is very fun for me. Have you any events or planned in the, in the near future? I don't have them yet, but I'm, you know, like uh, picking up on reaching out to conference managers. And luckily, I just did Green Tech Festival, so I need to, to make a highlight out of those. And then I will be like, so here, you know, because Green Tech can have a bit of weight as well. And I also recently hosted an online event for a Korean startup grand challenge in which I did. I, 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 it was very fun. So virtually I could do that too. And so I'm very interested in, in finding the next gigs. 
Great, great. So once you have that showreel, that's going to help a lot. Yes, I do have one now, but I believe it's the reaching out part, like the, the active, you know, hearing no, we don't need anybody or calling them, hey, I saw you're doing this, can we do something together? You know, how can I help you on the next event? Because most of the times people think that they can hire someone from within their house to host their event. And I'm like, yes, but you're the organizer. So you're not very interested in keeping these people entertained because your mind is working in the back end. That's where you should be. You should have someone do that for you to keep the people awake that doesn't have to stress for things on the back end, that can handle the stress on stage. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta sell yourself. And that's, that's a good sales pitch, I have to say, Gerard. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what you I plan to convinced. tell them. <laughs> that's what I plan to tell them, yeah. So okay. that is where I'm at, yeah. Um, this has been a really interesting, enjoyable and informative type of podcast, Gillard. It's been super to have you on and I've really enjoyed talking to you. I'm very happy we made this happen. So, you know, I, I have to give shout out to Beta House because this is how things actually happen. We, we've met at the Beta Breakfast. And interestingly enough, I saw you had a lot of equipment and I'm like, hey, that, that looked like one, you know, and then... We spoke for a bit and then you told me about the podcast and I'm like, yes, let's make that happen. I want to thank yeah. you for making this possible. Really, I've enjoyed myself. That's super. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Gillard. Yes, nice set up. All right. So, see you. See you. Bye.